0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Amidala Way Podcast. This is just going to be a quick snippet from the longer Padme character episode dedicated to discussing Padme and Anakin's love story as well as Padme's role in Anakin's downfall. Hope you enjoy this snippet and be sure to check out the full episode anywhere you listen to podcasts. Padme, Amidala, and Anakin Skywalker's love story is perhaps the most important moment in Star Wars but also has some of the most cringeworthy Moments in all of Star Wars as well. I think, first of all, it's important to acknowledge that without this romance, nothing in Star Wars would have ever happened. I mean, potentially Anakin could have had another love interest or had another attachment fall into the dark side, but Padme and Anakin's relationship sets up the entire original trilogy and the rest of the prequel trilogy. And I think it's important to understand these characters for who they were before they met each other and look at how that influenced their love story. So we've been talking a lot about Padme. And so we know how isolated she was and how she only trusted a very close group of people, not only to know her identity, but to trust with her politics and had many attempts on her life before she even met Anakin. And so it's understandable to realize that she was an emotionally isolated person. And on the other hand, Anakin was a small child and very in touch with his emotions, very aware of the circumstance that he was in and had the constant desire to leave that. And he was a very emotional child, worried about what people thought about him when he asked Qui-Gon, he didn't want to be a problem, or his emotional goodbye with his mother on Tatooine. And so we see him first as a very emotional person. And that is when Padme and Anakin meet is only a few months after Padme entered this situation where she had to become so emotionally isolated and she met a boy so in touch with his emotions, it reminded her of that childlike innocence that she had quickly abandoned. And I think she saw a lot of what she desired For herself and her happiness in Anakin. And then, after the events of the Phantom Menace, when we see them again in Attack of the Clones, Padme has come to terms with her role in the galaxy and has become much better at managing her isolated state. Whereas Anakin, the once very emotional young boy, for 10 years has been in the situation where the Jedi have told him you cannot have attachments, you need to. Be mindful of your thoughts and become very emotionally flat, having very little reaction, not taking much to heart, which, as someone who was so desired to be a Jedi, he was willing to do. But he also started to feel that sense of isolation that Padme had felt in her first few years as queen. So I think one of the reasons they really connect is they've had a very similar experience of being in situations. Where to protect themselves and to protect others, they had to become very emotionally isolated. They had to hold everything in, they couldn't express their feelings, they always had to be stoic and follow the rules, and it was a very tough existence to constantly have these walls up. So when they got thrown into the situation where they went back to Naboo, stayed in the beautiful lake country, and were finally able to relax and take kind of a giant, calming breath. They realized that that is what unified them. That's what brought them together with these shared experiences. And I think that that's what people miss in the romance montages of Attack of the Clones is this is the first time these characters have taken a breath, taken a day off in 10 years, essentially constantly working, constantly training, constantly fighting against the corruption and the evil in the universe, so it only makes sense that the first moment you get to take a breath and look at the world around you, when you see someone who's in the same position as you, of course you're going to fall in love, and of course you're going to notice your own self in their reflection and they in yours, and really come to understand each other on a deeper level than they had with any other human being in their galaxy. And I think that of course there are the cringy moments. Everyone loves to quote the I don't like sand or we'd be living a lie dialogue moments. They are not the most eloquent They are not Pride and Prejudice. They are not these beautiful, heart-wrenching monologues of period pieces. But what they are is they are honest words from some teenagers who have felt isolated their entire life, have never had the experience of flirting, and are constantly very aware of this new situation they're in. So I think while the dialogue is cringy, it makes sense for these characters. Anakin would not have any idea how to... flirt with a girl. He's just going to say the first thing that comes to his mind because he's a boy and he wants to have her like him and he's nervous and awkward and she's puts on this persona that she's this strong independent woman but for the first time she's craving that companionship with someone who so deeply understands her without even realizing it. And so the awkwardness and the cringe and the cheesy moments makes sense, and I think it really adds to the entire storyline and really is the major catalyst for all future events in Star Wars. Like I said, without this romance, there would be no Luke and Leia. Without this romance, there would be no Darth Vader. So take it with all the cheesy moments. If you hate it, that's fine. I personally think that it makes sense for their characters, and it's very endearing to me. So... I love it, and that's why the image of them in the Lake Country is in the logo of this podcast, so those are my feelings on the romance to me. She becomes the damsel in distress character that I don't think she ever was and ever should have been, and while, yes, I understand she was pregnant, she couldn't be out on the front lines or going on crazy adventures, um, I think It wasn't handled in the most delicate way to continue to highlight her as the strong, independent, powerful woman that she had been shown. I think there are good moments. I think her, this is how Liberty dies, quote, is a glimpse of the old Padme that we saw. And I think that it shows the toxicity in Anakin and Padme's relationship, but not well enough to fully believe it, which is why I think the Clone Wars TV show provides a little more of that conflict, and it provides a little bit more of reasoning behind why Anakin was so possessive and so worried, and how often this led to some manipulation. But overall, their struggles as a married couple and their struggles against Palpatine I feel like is a good story, but shouldn't provide the level of motivation that it did to these characters. And one of my biggest complaints about the entire Star Wars universe is Padme's death. And while everyone knows George Lucas said she died of sadness, I refuse to believe that. Call it headcanon or whatever. But I will swear by the idea that I think Palpatine took Padme's life force the life force of his favorite and first pawn to keep his checkmate of the universe, which was Vader. He knew, he orchestrated pretty much everything, but what he didn't orchestrate was Padme and Anakin's relationship. That was something that formed organically on its own, and while he learned about it and began to take advantage of it, it was something he couldn't control. It was something that he knew would always be a roadblock to his controlling Anakin and Vader. So in order to address that, he had to take Padme out of the equation. And by doing that, he killed her to save Anakin who should not have survived his burns and his fight on Mustafar with Obi-Wan. I will defend that until the day I die. And I think it really shows how Padme was so strong. She was the one person that Palpatine couldn't really control. Well, yes, he did manipulate her throughout her career as queen and senator. There was always a rebellious streak within her that kept her from being fully controlled. And I think she translated that and gave a bit of that to Anakin through their connection. So through Padme, Anakin could never be fully controlled because his allegiance and his love would always be to Padme. And so without removing her from the situation, Palpatine... have never gained the power that he did, but little to his knowledge, yet again something he couldn't control, Luke and Leia were born and ultimately set up his demise in Return of the Jedi. Everything that happens after Return of the Jedi with Palpatine is a little questionable, but in the end it's Padme in a weird roundabout way that played a very large role in Palpatine's demise. It was the love for her and her child and her husband, that defeated Palpatine. And I find that a beautiful ending to the circle of her. And it's so much better than saying she died of sadness. Thank you so much for listening to this snippet and be sure to check out the full episode and new episodes coming soon. Catch you next time.